Hello, my friends and fellow animal lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Story of My Pet podcast. I am your host, Julie Marty Pearson, as always, and I'm excited to welcome a pair of guests today. Yay! <laughs> I think this is actually my first duo. Wow. Ooh. And my first male guest on the podcast. Oh, hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Welcome, Brian Vermeer and Christina Hughes. Thank you both Hi. so much. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for being here. It's so funny. I just thought of all those things as I was getting ready to introduce you. So you can feel very special, Brian. Well, I, first. I'm expecting a plaque. You're going okay. to send a plaque to me, right? Yeah, and you'll hang it right there between the two feline frames. Oh my gosh, yes, you got it. It's going right there. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell my listeners a little more about you before we get into it. Christina and Brian are LA-based entrepreneurs, stand-up comedians, and loving cat parents to seven rescues. I love this. Living on the edge of Los Angeles County, it makes it sound much more fancier than what it is. Fancy out here. Oh, it's fancy. Just as fancy as me in Bakersfield. Okay. (laughs) They believe that cat parents shouldn't have to suffer with the ugly aesthetic of cat trees and boring cat shelves in order to give their cats vertical space. So true. In an effort to showcase their cats and up-level the decor in their home, they created Frame Your Feline, which allows cat owners to enjoy seeing their cats pose within works of living art so great and you can see it in the video i will definitely be posting and one of their cats is illustrating it for us right now that's winnie that's amazing so we're going to talk about this amazing art that you guys have created for people and just overall seven rescues i can't wait to hear all about it so thank you brian and christina again for being here and winnie And Winnie, (laughs) yes, I think I'm going to have to grab my phone to take a picture of that because it is, I just love it when like the cats know. He's ready. And um, our kittens, Holly and Jolly, are right underneath our feet playing with a spider, plastic one from our son's (laughs) Halloween collection. And somebody's under a rug. I see them. I'll get them eventually. (laughs) Okay. So I think we have a lot to talk about. I guess I'm going to let you guys decide where you want to start, but I would say let's start talking about your love of pets. The fact that you have seven show me that you guys are true cat parents and pet lovers. So let's talk about for each of you or together as a couple, where your love for animals started. Where did your love of animals start, Brian? When I was a tiny young lad, I had a dog. And a it was, huge dog. It was an old English <laughs> sheepdog named Maisie. Oh, wow. And this was the best dog ever. If sheepdogs, they've got that big fluff of hair. And she would actually, she learned how to grab our legs and then tackle us onto the ground. So we would literally be playing football out on our side yard and all the neighbor kids and everything. And the dog would be there and tackling us. It was so much fun. So I loved my dog and I never had a cat, didn't understand what cats were, didn't think cats were worthy of any special attention. I didn't care. I just didn't care. And then you fast forward and I meet Christina who had cats And that's when it all went downhill for me. Just (laughs) 
When I was born, my parents were in a little teeny tiny one bedroom apartment. They were in college and I guess they had eight cats and then somebody's cat had a litter and they gave my mom cats and they just had tons of cats. So I've always had cats. Those cats were adopted out. I had Misty and Mr. Dylan when I was really little. We were in a fire on Christmas Eve. They escaped, but we never found them. And so then I had another cat named Misty. I'm often commenting on people's black cats on Instagram under our account going, my first cat was a black cat named Misty. And basically I moved to California, didn't have a cat. And Brian and I started cohabitating and the cat found us. We'll just say on our street, she kept following us home. And once you feed someone else's cat, they're going to be yours. And we found out she was in a bad situation and we were able to adopt her. Julie, let me ask you a question. (laughs) Do you remember there's this, there was this movie, I believe it was Steven Spielberg, a famous director. Don't know if you know who that is. Heard of Gremlins. You ever hear this movie Gremlins? Yes. So one of the rules of Gremlins is don't get them wet because then they multiply. So basically we had one cat and then we must have got it wet because now all of a sudden it's like cats coming out of the wazoo. We love cats. I can't get enough of cats. Have you realized I'm a changed man? (laughs) You are a changed man, but I totally get your change because I too never had cats growing up. We had dogs. My mom was allergic. Turned out she was afraid of cats. <laughs> yes. No comment for the mother-in-law. Sorry, and then <laughs> I got my first cat, which then in turned into four cats. So yes, I do understand. And they find you. It's like they know they have a homing beacon on us. Cat mm-hmm. people go there. <laughs> Once the shell is pried open, it's open season. And, and, and with a very strict policy. When something sad happens, when a cat passes away, we have to get two kittens or a bonded pair of two or three-year-old cats. I'm not liking that mask. So, <laughs> I'm not liking that we, mask. We lost our Frosty, who's on our blog, who was the first cat to be in our product as an alpha tester. We lost him in January. And so we adopted two kittens that are now one and they still have kitten energy up the oh, wazoo. Yeah. They are. I like that math. And I'm going to tell my husband that that is actually the way it's supposed to be. Because I've never, the last two cats that we lost was, were never replaced. So he oh. technically owes me four cats. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I also agree with you. Adopting cats in pairs is really the way to go. Whether you don't have any or you have one. Because a lot of times, especially as kittens, they're so bonded. And that kitten energy, they have someone to take it out on. <laughs> and even if they're not technically uh, actual siblings, like right. we rescued Poppy and Mojave in 2019 from the Palmdale Animal Care Center. And they are not from the same litter. They're a month apart, but they still cuddle and groom each other. And especially when they were first here, Brian was like, oh my God, I've never been around kittens before. And they're just, oh yeah. So they do get their energy out on each other. Yeah. There's nothing like kitten energy goes like to 100 and then down to zero just as fast like when they're out yeah yeah well, just like- nothing beats the energy of a cat after having used the litter box and they get the zoomies and spread the little bit of litter all over the house yes <laughs> it happens yes <laughs> i deal okay. with it yeah. he hates it <laughs> so you have you currently have seven cats and that is, that is winnie okay Yes, um, I, will, I will try to find two days of one eyed cat that we rescued from the streets of Los Angeles. Someone abused him and kicked them out of her apartment. 
So we have Tootie, Winnie, Poppy, Mojave, Holly, and Jolly. And Uh then someone dumped a cat in our neighborhood last summer who we trapped, neutered, got all the shots with the intentions of keeping him inside. And this one was like, let's just let him out of the indoor catio now that he's talking to the other cats. And we woke up in the morning and he wasn't in our house. We were like, oh, it was really quiet. He was outside at the front door waiting for breakfast. He escaped. (laughs) He escaped. Through a screen. And he Um, was like, not where's my food? Yeah. Yeah. So he has now decided he wants to live in our backyard, which we are thinking of trying to retrap him, but we've tried to retrap him and he really wants to just live in our backyard and we are in a very quiet area. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes cats let us know what they want, whether we Mm -hmm. like it or not. Yeah. (laughs) Seven cats. What inspired you guys to start your feline frames or frame your feline, sorry, company? I think it, uh, w- one of the f- first things was we had a cat tree in our really? apartment in, L- in L.A. when we were first dating. And first dating, not <laughs> fairly, but, but it eventually happened. Mm-hmm. Right. We ended up having cats. And we rescued we got a Frosty tree. and our hairdresser gave us this brand new cat tree. And we were like, oh, and it was ugly. The, <laughs> the shag carpeting was getting everywhere. It just looked started getting ratty. Then the smell started to happen and there's just all, there's dust mites in it. Just, it's nasty. Cat trees are gross. They're just gross. And Frosty would hide in the bottom of it all the time. We're like, come on out, live your life. But cats need vertical space. And when we, we bought our house and we were hanging up pictures and artwork and stuff. And then we were like, it'd be kind of cool to see our cats in a frame. And then the kind of things started going off in our heads. And the other thing was we would always try to dress Frosty and Maggie in costumes for Christmas. And we'd have our friend come over from across the street and take pictures. And we're like holding them. They're like, I hate this snowman outfit. And I hate this dress. And we're trying to get a family photo. And it was just always impossible. And getting great pictures of your cat is almost impossible, right? Because they do this thing where they don't pose. (laughs) So we came up with this concept of a frame connected with shelves that you install on your wall. And we, we initially had this first version. We worked with my father. He's an engineer. An engineer. Uh, Retired. Super brilliant, genius man. I don't know what happened to me. (laughs) So so he's... (sighs) (laughs) So he, we started talking about the idea and, and he's really good with his hands and woodworking and problem solving and everything. And so we started getting to designing it, see how would it look? And our first iteration was more of like a square and it looked like you were looking through a window rather than a, like a picture. So we had to change this, it had to get bigger, it had to get taller, it had to get wider. And we uh, have that now in our kitchen and we have plants that hang in it. Yeah. So we can look and go, (laughs) there was the alpha version. Nothing goes to waste here. So then we got to getting bigger and then uh, 
we had to do some rigorous testing. We had to make sure that it could handle the torque and how would we connect it to the wall so that it would have a floating feature and uh, and be able to take the pouncing of a cat jumping up and down and on it. And um, also Brian's parents came up which with Which is the being illustrated perfectly right now by your cat as she yeah. moves from. Yeah. Okay, I'll get somebody else. But their idea also was like, beyond just putting them in a frame, like what about switching of this art concept. Right. So we were like, that's a smart idea. But then it brought us back to dressing your cats. And so holiday backdrops are the best way Ah. for that to happen. The holiday section on our site. But let me get back to that. So we, we installed the first one that was the size you see now, which is 23 inches wide by 18 inches high, by nine inches deep. So it's nice and big, good wide space. And one of the things that we had to really think about too was the the frames. So we (laughs) originally, Christine and I were like, oh, it'd be great if we got reclaimed Wood, wood like from a thrift store and my dad is yeah good luck with scaling that like it's gonna fall <laughs> apart there's yeah, right. no integrity you can get a hundred year old piece of wood from a church or a barn and people will be mad when it splinters and yeah so smart <laughs> we ended up going with actual real framing materials that professional framers use and that's what they look outstanding so yeah they look just like any other frame you would have they right is meant to be on the wall they are meant that this is not cheap plastic or anything like that it's the real deal and that's why we're really proud of the product that we have uh, come up with because it just looks so good on the wall even when a cat's not in there at the moment so that's important because like you said, cat trees, or even just, you guys have some that are just plain shelves that they're sitting on when they're not there. It's like, why do you just have a shelf on your wall right. with the art? Then it's still nice to look at whether there's a cat in there or not. And yep. so it's uh, a great way to think about it. So when we installed the first one, we didn't know because we didn't know how our cats would react to it. So we just put up and it was instant. They just, you don't have to train them. They just instinctively gunk, gunk, gunk. And then, but what they, what was a happy surprise for us was that they loved sitting in there for long periods of time because they feel like they're enclosed box box. because there's a ceiling and there's a floor. And then the frame gives it this sense of security. So that's been the cool, happy accident because the feedback we're getting from our users or what we call them, not users, clients, our customers, customers, (laughs) our community, our community, our fam. I call them the fam. The response is the same. It's all off the hook because their cats are constantly wanting to be in there. And what's super special is that we have this really cool carpeting on the lower shelf there in there and it's got this like groove texture and the cats just love digging at it oh and guess what and it keeps them warm yeah and and the carpeting is replaceable so that's what's cool everything we've built it out so like the pet owner doesn't get frustrated because they have something and it looks ratty on their wall the frames are interchangeable and the artwork is interchangeable. Oh, so, little. so once you install it 
one of them, you could change the frame out at any point in time. You can right. change the artwork out at any time. There goes Christina. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching some of your videos on YouTube and it's really cool because even like you said, when you're talking about holidays, seasonal art, you find really cute things, but it's, I'm only going to have that up for a month or two months or whatever it may be. So that's another great aspect because then you don't get bored with it. You don't get bored. You could take great pictures of your cat with different backdrops. And so we call them artwork panels. And then this is a very popular, so we can really see it. Oh, happy birthday to Meow, the favorite oh my gosh. of every cat. So you can put their little food in there or their treats and then take a picture. That's great. I yeah. love it because it is so true. It goes back to why you guys thought about doing it. It is so true. Like I only have cats currently and they're just not about posing in a cute costume or even on your lap or <laughs> it's just not having a dog that's okay. I'll sit here for five minutes with a scarf on. Okay. So it is a great way to get them in a, in a place where it has some kind of setting that you can get their picture. And you don't even need to, you, you don't have to coax them in there and right. oh, I hope they just will sit and look at you and like they'll what? be like, what happened? What, <laughs> what happened to you? Why are you looking at me? Yeah. Right. I think that's where we realize that cats are smarter than dogs, right? Yes. They don't just want to have a costume on them. They're like, nah. Yeah. Um, my, mine don't go for that. <laughs> yeah, my we, first one did, but that was because he was a little bit of a show he liked to show off his fluffy tail and stuff, but yeah, usually not. And I do also agree with you in terms of cats. They love that feeling of being inside and being hidden. It's a safety for them. And so giving them that it, I'm sure is why they like it so much. And then like where Winnie is right now, that's her favorite frame. We have our fireplace over here. So she'll sit in that frame and just stare at the fireplace all winter long <laughs> And that's fun. We have one in our kitchen. The cats like the morning light. We put one in our bedroom where we shot a video that Brian's going to upload of a nice time lapse of how quick and easy it is. And we're going to put one in our home office pretty soon. I think that's the next one. Because that's the afternoon light. So the Uh, cats kind of follow. The light. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. And And it's also seasonal. I know my cats like to lay at certain places, certain times of year. As our listeners may not, we both live in parts of California that are very hot in the summer. <laughs> we have the AC cranked right now, still yeah, like, in October. I know. It's what? I don't even know. 88 today or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <sighs> it's ridiculous. But it affects the cats in terms of where they want to lay. Like I have a window in my bedroom that they love to lay in, but only to a certain point of the day where it's okay. Now it's just too hot to be there. So that's great that you can put these in different places, different parts of the day that they can enjoy them. Yeah, this is, yeah. So the other rooms have one, but this is our super wall where we have two and a series of step shelves for them to climb in and out of. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The cat super highway. Uh, You guys have a super highway. And we have left this wall blank on purpose so that when people see this, they can imagine how they would style it in their own place. But we have a user in Salem, Massachusetts, and she has put plants that she knows are fine for her cats all around it and Madonna pictures and can like 
fake candles and stuff. So she's created a whole gallery wall, which is just stunning. No, that's, I love that because one of the things I've been thinking about doing is shifting the way my office sits so I can have the wall behind me and all my different animal art. So yeah, you could totally add that into it and it just goes with it, but then the, it can become interactive for the cats. Oh, and yeah. I, I can see how she just doesn't even care that you're changing them out. She just, no, she'll, like, she'll sit in there as she's swapping out the art because the, the cat again feels so secure in right. there that you know, why leave? Do you, so do you ever have the cats fight over a particular spot? So, like they don't fight last night in the kitchen. Two of our cats were laying inside the frame together and they're big cats. Wow. <laughs> Just to show you, look, I wish I, Christina did take a picture. We'll have to send it to you. Okay. Oh. But it's pretty amazing. They all want to be in it. That's why we say if you have more than uh, on our website, we have suggested layouts of if you're going to put in our shelves or and if they have their own shelves, like the way you may want to have it set up if you have more than one cat. So right. that way there's an entry and exit point on both sides. So yeah. that way, if one wants to get in, the other one can leave. Otherwise, you end up with a traffic jam. And that's something yeah. we learned very early on because the cats all wanted to get in it and one's waiting. To let right. me in. No, that's just... yeah, you want that flow through so they can go in yeah. and out whichever way they want to. No, that's great. In our I just kitchen, love watching your cats go in and out of them, honestly. That is Poppy. <laughs> she is three and she's from Palmdale Animal Care Center. She's the largest cat in the house. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. So she was in the frame with Mojave. Mojave. And they're both big. And they're both big and they were just all like loving each other in the frame. Then yeah. you can see that there's plenty of space for them, even her. And it's okay. Us big girls want our art space too. I had a Cosmo and he was quite thick. We called him Chunky Monkey. So Aww. I told him, <laughs> but there's nothing wrong. And yeah. it's, I just have to say that cats are like people. We come in all different shapes and sizes. Yes. And so we try to post all over our social media our cats and everybody else's cats. So we have a Maine Coon, we have a Bengal, we have these beautiful Persian cats, Egyptian cats, some Siamese cats. We have our little forever kitten, Holly, who's maybe seven pounds. And that's, I guess, oh. how, all she's ever going to be. We try to show a variety and also just coloring so people can figure out which colors they like, what fits your aesthetic, but also maybe what makes your cat pop. And that's why I put out this purple gradient one our black and white cat jolly looks amazing, amazing on that one so we have if you just if you want color if you want nature if you want signs we have a solid green backdrop artwork panel that you could get so you can chroma key anything you want behind <laughs> your cat oh my god that's amazing i might so, be having to get that one i'm always trying to figure out new ways of doing videos with my cats but it's like they're always in the same spot like on the bed or laying in a cat bed and it's like boring so i love that yeah so if you do the green you're go you're golden and you had um, mentioned the youtube videos so some people are like how does this work? Like, how do right. I? Yeah, because I first found you guys on Instagram. And so in still pictures, you you see it, but it doesn't make all the sense to you. So I'm, that's great that you guys have the video of showing how to use it, showing the cats going in and out of them. 
it really helps people understand it. And I also appreciate the architecture aspect of it because my husband is a carpenter. So I totally understood everything when you guys were talking about the different kinds of wood and he'll tell me never buy anything from this company again because it's not good quality. Quality matters, especially when you're dealing with something like this for cats. We bought one that was supposed to attach to the window. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. I couldn't even put my hand on it, let alone our cat jump on it. We want people who install this in their homes or their apartments, condos, to feel comfortable and safe knowing that when they follow the instructions that there's not going to be a problem. We want cats to be happy and healthy and enjoy this. We don't want, I did, when we first put up the sliding arch, like one time Winnie was like, what is that? And she didn't come by for a day or two. And now she doesn't remember it. So at first I was like, oh no, maybe that's a problem. But there is a special lip in the back of the frame. So when you put this the artwork in it stays if you don't put it in and push it in then it'll fall so i think that's the big difference between a product like ours and the other products that are for pets is this one is purposely built for quality and lasting forever essentially it should unless you're like taking a sledgehammer to it right but the point of this product is that it's an investment that will carry through for future cats to come. And you can always take it down and put it onto a different wall if you move or wherever. So it's something meant to go with you. And it's not meant to just be like, oh, we're done with it. Throw it away now. This is not a throwaway product. This is, yeah. Which is so important for cats because they do like to tear things up, whether it's with chewing or scratching or whatever it is. And like you said, with cat trees, a lot of times their material did absorb the smell and all of that and it only there is a length of time you just have to get rid of them so i like that this is material that's easily cleaned or replaceable and interchangeable and we've had this carpet on these shelves for over three years and we have not replaced them yet and we have had seven cats that have been on all of these so what I do is I just use my little Zoom groom right there once a month just to get up all the extra fur. And if you give them treats or somebody puts dinner on there once in a while, because we have to separate <laughs> them sometimes when they're yeah. having their meals. Mm. So you just get up all that and vacuum it and it looks great. But if you know, you're somebody that doesn't like one little thing of string, then you right. can shave it off, trim it, or you can replace it. But that, we, they really go at it. And again, like just putting this together was such a project. You think it's like easy. You're like, oh, we have frame on the shot. Yeah, I got it. No, we have to shoot yeah, install no. videos. So, so give me, do. hand me one of those images. Any um, particular one? Something colorful or vibrant or, sorry, there we go. Okay. Yeah, this is cool. Oh, yeah. So this is a sunset backdrop. I'm an artist back in Massachusetts. Yeah, this is a, fo- a photo. It's just amazing. So beautiful getting these images on this. It's so for those who are just listening, (laughs) hopefully you'll watch this episode, but the artwork backdrops, the the artwork panels are a semi-rigid thick thermoplastic, which means, and it's fine for cats. They can try to scratch at it. They could throw up a hairball. I always say, what, wipe it down with a wet cloth and the colors will not run. It is, it, this is really built for even outdoor 
kind of right. to, to handle the weather elements, right? So we really wanted these pieces to look vibrant. And the printing that we have done on these, the colors just pop. I don't know if this can translate, but- No, yeah, it looks yeah, great. The colors really come through. And that's where like we have great people who are coming to us who are photographers, graphic artists, who are like, hey, I want to get my stuff as- back panels for frame your feline. Oh, that's panels. great. And so we have a creative community. It's in our about area on our website and you can contribute and you can have your artwork featured on our website and people can have that for their cats and take pictures of your work with their cats. And that's so cool. Yeah. I love that because then it's a way for artists to share their work too. Sure. And it's been fun for us too, because as a family, we have a six-year-old and we will go places and we'll shoot pictures. And Jackson's, I want to take a picture of this for Frame Your Feline. And so we actually drove up to near where you live in 2020 to the almond blossoms. Oh yeah. And we took a lot of pictures of that. Yes. We've taken pictures at Mountain High, some Wild West places, some aquatic stuff from here in California. So it's fun for us as a family get out of the office and let the cats do their thing and go find some cool things to shoot. Yep. No, that's great. I was just thinking when you showed the sunset, I don't know if you guys have ever been on the central coast, Morro Bay. I have great photos from there of the Morro Rock and thinking, nice. I love having those up and think I could just put it in there with the cat and they could. You do could. It. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> So you that's, I love that. So it can be something that you really love to look at, whether the cat's sitting there or not. I really Correct. like that idea. Yeah, we do have. So if you, if let's say you have a great photo and you don't want to be a contributing artist, yes, right? you don't want anybody else to have. Access. Right. I don't want anyone else to have <laughs> no. my image. <laughs> no. Right. Then we do have customized artwork panels where you just order that. You can upload your photo and it will be printed on our huge 18 by 23 inch <laughs> image. And then you could have that as a backdrop and only you will have that one, yep. which is cool. We have businesses that have done their logo for the backdrop. Mm, that's cool. Some veterinarians, yeah. some mm. cat rescues. Cause especially like for a rescue, it's great. Cause boom, the cat's in there and now you can take a nice picture and yeah. it's more marketable because that's the sad thing. And that's the reality, especially where we are talking from in California Unfortunately, all these animal care centers, the pound, are full of animals that don't mm. always make it out. And a big problem is you go online and you see these pictures of these cats that are frightened yeah. and they look like they're in just a disgusting, dirty place. Now, imagine if the pictures were elevated and you're like, that's a beautiful cat, not a cat right. hiding and stuff. We, Our goal really is we want to have one frame in every room of every home of anybody that owns a cat, but we would also really love to reach out to the rescues and have the rescues want to have a feline frame up and have their logo yep. behind it. The cats are more exciting to look at and people yeah. don't overlook them. No, I think that is so important. In general, animals in shelters are difficult to be seen because their life is in a cage now. And I know a shelter that I work with, they had a photographer start volunteering. They're taking these amazing pictures of the dogs. 
Now I'm like, what about the cats? Cats don't always want to have their picture taken. And I volunteered this rescue. And when I was there last week cleaning the cages, you move the cat from one to the next as you clean and sanitize. You know, when you first see them in the cage, they seem so sad and to themselves. But then when you pick them up and they're like happy and they want to play, that it is difficult to show that to people who are interested in adopting that what they look like in that atmosphere is not the cat they're going to be for you most likely yep yeah no i really love that idea and thank you for your volunteer work too because that's very important yes and dogs and cats either one people don't realize when they're in a shelter they don't get that one-on-one interaction the staff only have so much time in the day and they have to clean and take care of them they don't get to go on a walk as a dog or they don't get to be taken out and played with as a kitten and so anything like that you can do is so important even though then I just want to bring them all home. I know. Can we <laughs> That's the hard home? part. I know. Speak, speaking of animal shelters and rescues, you guys mentioned to me an organization. I don't know if you work with them or have known called Piper's Helping Paws. Yes. We don't personally know them other than we've interacted with them on Nextdoor. Okay. Uh, through, they are, we have two rescues that I know of in our area. And unfortunately in the Antelope Valley, a lot of animals are neglected. They are dropped in the desert. They are used for dog fighting and other things. And this woman, she is a vet tech and she has right now 32 kittens that she is taking to get transported because we do have some programs through Karma Rescue or the Karma Project where you can essentially have the neutering done for free, the spay or neuter for free, but she still has to drive an hour and a half. And oddly enough, I'm pretty sure she's taking all her cats to where we took our little cat Scrappy that resides outside. I wanted to give them a little shout out because I know when you're starting, she's not really starting small because she has, there are over 32 kittens right now and she has a couple dogs. And we hope eventually, we bought the domain name years ago, woundedwhiskers.com. And we hope down the road to be able to have enough money through Frame Your Feline to offer spay-neuter programs. And then what's really something for us is people, mostly elderly people, but When people pass on or they have dementia and they can no longer take care of their pets, what happens to that pet? So we want to really start to inform people like you have to be a responsible pet parent. And if something happens to you, you need to have some money aside so people can take care of of your animal and your cat or dog isn't dumped at the pound and forced to live a life in a cage. But we love knowing that Piper's has a vet tech behind them. So, you know, somebody who is not just passionate about animals, but somebody who knows like, oh, this cat needs immediate care. This cat has some eye problems. These cats have ringworm or whatever to be able to address. That's a nice responsible thing. So we wanted to give them a shout out. No, that's great. I will definitely, we will put the contact info in there. And so people can learn more about that because that is, you know, kittens can come into a shelter, like you said, with an eye infection or something that really is easily treatable, but in a shelter environment, it's difficult to treat. They may not have that, be able to treat it. And then it gets worse. And sometimes eyes have to be removed because of it. And Mm -hmm. so anything that we can do to help them, especially, you know, yes, in California, we have huge populations of cats and dogs that are dumped outside or left outside. We have huge feral cat populations. I know in Kern County, we, that's a huge problem. 
And so that's amazing that she's starting something to help with that. So I will definitely promote that. Thank you. Thank you. And also, I think that's an important topic that you brought up about thinking about how your pets will be taken care of if something happens to you, especially when we have older people, elderly people who have pets and we want to promote them having pets because pets can be such a huge support to them when you're living alone or whatever it may be, you're isolated. But we also have to think about the pet's longevity and if they may outlive their their cat mom or dad or whoever mm-hmm. it may be, that we really want to make sure people have it set up for them to be taken care of. Yep. Yes. We on the next door app, we I connected with a woman who's a caregiver and that care, that person she's taken care of has dementia and has to be taken care of by the state. And there is a beautiful white cat named Snowflake who looks so much like our cat Frosty. And I was like, Brian, it's just one more. But (laughs) the cat had been assessed and they had said the cat had been assessed because prior to this, the cat's other owner died. So the cat's owner died and then it was put up for adoption. This woman helped get a cat for the sick person, but they weren't sick at the time. And in that moment, they were like, "Mm, the cat really needs to be in a single family home and, or the only cat in a home. So I reached out to my little community on next door and I was like, does anybody have room? And a woman is, I have other pets, but I have an apartment in my house and my son and daughter-in-law live in there and I want to do this. And so it took, we had some ups and downs. And then like after three weeks, we have a happy reunion and the cat is there and the cat is very happy and we'll live out the next eight years of her life in a calm environment. So that's amazing. You have to just ask around and use social media. You never know what's going to happen. Look, we connected through social media. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I've found so many amazing new pet parent people through social Mm -hmm. media who are doing great things, who are starting small businesses like you are, that are doing something pet oriented, but you want to be able to use that to give back and help pets in need. And that's just every little thing counts because every animal's life we can help is a life that would have been lost if they were stuck in a shelter or whatever it may be. Pets have but- souls. Pets yeah. have soul, you know? And yeah. I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that. And yes. we do. And so we want to help animals and help cats. Yes. But I, that is a really important topic to think about because I see stories all the time. I follow rescues all over the country. Oh, this cat was dumped because the owner passed away and no one in the family wanted it. Or we found it in the house when we it was literally left behind when the owner had to be put into a skilled nursing home or something. It happens so often that it is a really important thing to to have your pets set up to be taken care of no matter how old you are, because you never know what could happen, but also to help your family members and your friends who are in situations like that to make sure their pet is taken care of. Yeah. We want cats to have long, healthy, happy lives. Yes. Yes. And dogs too. (laughs) And everybody and horses. And I have a possum currently and he lives better than I do. Wait, you have a possum? Yes, we have a possum. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, yeah, the face, <laughs> the face. Yeah. Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> Bring <laughs> your possum. I Bring- actually, <laughs> yeah. And he probably would get in it. He has a pretty fancy penthouse. Right now, now I'm hoping this is an outdoor possum. Or is this an indoor possum? I was hoping that too. No, he lives in our dining room. 
No, you're kidding. (laughs) I will take a picture and send it to you guys after this. Julie. I know. Julie. It's my husband. They have big, sharp teeth. They. Julie, what are you doing? Fun fact, possums have 50 teeth. They have the most teeth of any mammal. Oh, my goodness. He's very cute, though. (laughs) It it was not my it was not my choice. We could have a little humor with Frank. Oh, my God. So we have an eagle swooping down. (laughs) Or we have a possum in the railroad tracks. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He's going to have his house is going to have to become bigger. So I think this might be an addition that is necessary. Wow. How do you end up with a possum? How does that even happen? Did is this so a my, trained possum? No, we, he we can pet him when he was little, or we could pick him up. But now, you know, the teeth. We don't want to take any. Don't chances. bite your head off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, my husband is a carpenter for a school district here, and he got a call from a custodian one day saying, "Hey, I need a big stick." And he was like, "Okay, there's a possum in the cabinet. And I got to get it out." It was little. It was a baby, and it was there and there were no other possums so obviously it was alone there was nowhere to release him so my husband brought him home and cut to three months later he still lives here and my husband as a carpenter has created a four-story penthouse on rollers that is in our dining room Wow! he has litter trained him no way possums are a lot like cats i'm realizing they he was able to litter train him he washes his little face with his creepy little human-like hands. Whenever he eats, he curls up in ball. There are a lot of very cat-like aspects to him, aside from the scary 50 teeth. Possums eat, besides oh. your fingers. What do they eat? William, the possum, eats better than I do. He gets scrambled eggs made with greens chopped up so that he doesn't realize he's eating the greens. Yes, yeah, seriously. You can, he, we have pellet food that's specifically for possums. So that's where we started. But my husband being, he just likes, yeah. So he eats strawberries and bananas and blueberries and he gets fresh chicken on the nights we have chicken made in the crock pot. Yeah. He's wow. the most spoiled possum in the entire <laughs> world. There's no way now we can release him because he literally has a charcuterie board waiting for him yeah, every listen. night when he wakes up. <laughs> Do they bark? Do they howl? What do, what do no, I No, they growl and they will like, like that, kind of like a cat growl or a dog growl. But now he doesn't growl at us at all. Of course, go, I wouldn't growl at you. But is this a free range possum? No, he lives, he's in an enclosed space. Okay, you don't let him yeah. out. No, because we we wouldn't let him out with our cats or anything. And we're not sure what he would do. He really wants, he has a little wooden house within his house that he sleeps in. So he's like a cat. He likes to be covered. Do you take him to the vet? No, we don't. Okay. I mean, I don't know. That may not be a thing at some point, but because he's an only possum, which he will be an only possum. We're not any <laughs> more possums. I'm sorry. We, this is we become... don't have to worry about spay and neuter and all of that. And Wait, it's a but boy, so. What is the life expectancy of a possum? In the wild, they tend to live to two or three years old. Mm-hmm. So it's not it? as, yeah, they have a short life expectancy. He'll live about eight years, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> With my luck. <laughs> wow. No, I, I love him. 
have to say the animal lover me has really enjoyed watching the process of him growing and how we're learning about him and the way he acts. But it's at a certain point, he's going to get so big. What are we going to do with him? I don't know. But wow. Yeah, my husband likes also, he has six tarantulas. Yeah. And we have two tortoises who live in our backyard. Aww, that's yeah, one popular out here. Yes. That, well, yeah. And he grew up with tortoises. So when we moved into our house, he brought one over here to help reduce the pet population in his parents' backyard because you can't spay and neuter tortoises. <laughs> oh. And they will have babies every year. So. Oh. Yeah, but they're also California tortoises are endangered species. Protected, so you're not. Yeah, you can't yeah. just release them back into the wild. So yeah, so we have Rufus and Spike who live in our backyard. We have William the possum who lives in our dining room. Oh my goodness! And three tarantulas. Do you name the tarantulas? He does have some names, but he has an office room that he keeps them all in. So that's his business. They don't bother me, but yeah, as long as. <laughs> We've been married for 17 years, and so he's always loved animals, but now he's getting back into it again. I'm like, as long as you're taking care of it, I don't care. But then I just want to bring in more cats, and that doesn't happen. So anyway, yeah, it's a very interesting life over here. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, holy cow. There was a moment I was going to say, I'd like to come out and visit you. No, not anymore. No. Just realize all of our tarantulas and the possum are all in closed locked cases. They cannot get out. Sure. It's the one time I come over to have some tea with you and then they escape. And this is why I don't bring my dog sitting clients to my house because we're not going to take any chances. So anyway, enough about William the Possum. Yeah, sorry. Hey, we I am I'm definitely going to be showing my husband these. I'm like, we need to when we upgrade William the next time, we might have to add in. Because how else are we going to get a picture of him for the family Christmas card? There you go. And just to let you know, William the Possum is actually named after my dad. Oh, that's Brian's you know, name too. That's his middle name, but yeah, never. <laughs> but I do have two cats, Charlie and Frenchie. So those are my babies and the rest are my husband's hobbies. Well, but they, they would love a frame. Yeah. They would I love a frame. I definitely um, think that's going to be an addition soon to my home office because I have all these amazing different animal arts from different things. I want to create a whole wall to have as my backdrop when I'm recording so I can start using more video. Um, so that'll be very, super very fun. good idea. Yes. Get a backdrop with your podcast logo there. Yes. Hey, there you hey. go. Hey. <laughs> Okay, so back to the topic of the podcast. Um, So is there anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of your business and what you're hoping to see people do with it or just in general in terms of helping animals in need? Well, I think, as Christina said, we want to see everyone enjoy their cats and get more photos of their cats and share those photos on Instagram. Have some humor if they like humor. Yes. Like we were talking with the eagle and the the damsel in distress on the train tracks. No, I love that. And one thing I do want to ask you, I do not have any human kids. And you guys mentioned that you have a six-year-old. How has it been raising him with cats? Does he love them? He loves them. And they love him. But when we brought Jackson home from the hospital, 
D and 2D were like, what is this? <laughs> and then they became little babysitters. And Jackson is really wonderful. When we moved here, we rescued Winnie and from the cat's meow, and they came to do a home inspection. And Jackson's a little on the younger side. A lot of it, a lot of rescues don't want to adopt to families that have eight and under. And they walk the woman from the rescue walked in and she, and Jackson's come here, Winnie. Come here, Winnie. And so they became instant friends. And then and with the kittens, with Holly and Jolly, Jackson came with me to the Lang Foundation. We did foster to adopt during COVID. So we never actually met them in person. It was like the strangest internet dating. I like that kitten. And I don't know that one. <laughs> and they were just like, keep us posted on how it is. But they knew we already had Frosty from them. And so right. he's great with them. He reads to them. We go to the library and he reads to dogs because they have a thing called Barks and Books and he'll play music for them. So he just loves them. He loves horses. He loves our birds in the backyard. He's he's actually right here. uh, Here, He's here. You can. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Jackson. That's Jackson. Nice to meet you, Jackson. I'm Julie. Hi. Do you (laughs) love all your cats? I don't. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell your parents are comedians. At all. <laughs> Here we were just saying he's amazing with the cats. I don't like right. those cats. I don't like them. No, you Do you say, ha- I don't like them. I love them. Oh, <laughs> Do you have a favorite cat? No. <laughs> I love you just love them all? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yay. I always love to have people who have human and pet kids. Talk about how great it is to have them grow up together. So I appreciate you saying hi. Yeah, Jackson helps out with the cat dishes. That's his chore to bring the dirty ones in. So I haven't asked him to help with the litter box yet. But he's getting a life skill I never got. Yeah. Having a cat. (laughs) It's a life skill. It is because you'll have a cat for your whole life. Oh, he'll be a cat guy. Yep. You know? He, he already cat, he, cat dudes are great cat dudes. yeah why thank you and by the way as the first <laughs> male on your show hello yeah yeah brian <laughs> is definitely our resident cat butler he wakes up first thing in the morning so he's in charge of a certain area of litter boxes he they, and all the cats are like you're up i'm hungry Yes. Let's do it. So my, my husband is the same way. He has he leaves for work at 530. So he's the early morning guy. And I'm the late night girl, mom. They get <laughs> both are very important jobs. Yes. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for agreeing to go video so that I will be able. I'm going to figure yeah, it out. Well, the whole frame your feline is a visual it thing. Is. So I'm glad yeah. we did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just wanted to let people know. That the website and where they could see more. And yeah, if they have- all of your website and your socials will all be linked in the show notes of this episode, oh. as well as any videos and all of that fun stuff. And any posts I make on social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'll link you guys as well. Cool. Then forget it. <laughs> forget it. You don't need to know. He won't it, say frame your it is, it is, yeah. Yes, it is frameyourfeline.com. Cool. So it's an easy awesome. one, but they will all be linked. Thank you. We truly enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Yes. I think it may be the finest episode yet. 
hey, let's hope so. Let's bump up those downloads. <laughs> it was great to meet you guys. Thank you so much, Julie, for having us. Thank you for having a great time talking about all of our amazing cats. You're welcome. Thanks, Julie. Bye. Bye.